Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rotoscopers. And today we are continuing on our series where we are talking with the animators of Sundance uh, 2021. And today we have animators Rosemary Vasquez Brown and Sarah Herner. And they are the directors and animators behind the short GNT. And thank you so much, ladies, for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's so great to get to talk with both of you. And uh, and so what I wanted to ask first is, how did you two meet and become uh, collaborators on this project? <laughs> um, Rosemary and I met at university. We went to the University of Technology, Sydney, UTS. And um, at first, I don't think we were very close or friendly, but we took an elective in Japan through the university and ended up staying together and became really good friends and just ended up doing so many projects together at uni. Um, couldn't separate each other, couldn't separate from each other. And yeah, ended up coming up with G&T there as well. So this was a, you spent like a semester abroad in Japan together? Yeah, it was like only two weeks, but that's how long it took for us to okay. <laughs> fall in love. Were you just randomly assigned together as roommates or for the trip? Or... Oh, I, yeah, well, I was just really tardy with organizing my Japan trip. So um, I, I knew that Sarah was ge generous and I took advantage of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I um yeah I just messaged I like met her and I was like oh god I don't have any accommodation and she was very lovely and was like I'll organize a bed for you in our Airbnb yeah it was so awkward as well because I didn't have a spare bed in the accommodation that we had booked but I was so non-confrontational that I ended up messaging the Airbnb and asked them if they could put a mattress in for us <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well hey it all worked out right yeah. Yeah. And, more the merrier, right? That's funny. Where were you at in Japan? We went to oh, Shinjuku and gosh, where else did we go? Yeah, we started off in Tokyo and then we went to Nagoya. We watched the sumo wrestlers, which was so cool. We threw them for the entire day. And then um, we went to Kyoto and Osaka. Yeah. So how did you get uh, involved in animation? And was that something that you'd always wanted to do or how did that end up happening? Um, for me, um, yeah, it was, I always loved to draw and I guess I didn't even realize that there was a, well, that there was a place in Sydney to study animation. And it wasn't until yeah my final year in high school that it came up as an option at UTS. And so I applied for it and um, yeah, was no, had no knowledge of like any, like, any animation programs like I knew a bit of Photoshop but that was it it was very much fresh and yeah uh -huh. what um, about you Sarah yeah I definitely didn't want to be an animator um or I didn't know anything about animation either I liked drawing a lot and I liked movies and I didn't really want to even go to university and my mum found the animation course and was like maybe you'd enjoy this. And similarly went into it very, very blind and didn't even really enjoy animating for the first year. I found it really challenging and was not, uh, not really interested in parts of it. And then I think once I met Rosemary and also once we were allowed to do 
once we were over the technical hump and we were allowed to start exploring our own ideas, I think I really found where I wanted to be in animation. Mm -hmm. That's great. So uh, where did the, the idea for this short come from and the GNT? Uh, are you super active in social media? Is that how you got the idea? Um, yeah, well, like a, a bit. I guess it reflects like a lot of our own worlds because it is three characters that are similar to our own age. But yeah, we started developing it in third year of uni because one of the projects was to develop a pitch bible or a pitch deck for a for a um, broadcasting network and stuff. And so we started developing characters from there and stories and comics all about them. And we really fell in love with the idea. And so. From there, we had the opportunity to do a year where we made a film and we decided to keep on that idea. Yeah. I think the initial inspiration, though, was uh, was a lot of conversations we were having with friends. And um, I think it was also just the ways that we, that we validated each other and we often validated things that were totally abnormal or pretty gross. Um, and I think we the social media aspect of it probably came second to that, um, but felt like it was a great way to exaggerate those stories and those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Our, so our Glenn, Nikki and Tammy, those are the three main characters of GNT. Are they based on anybody in particular? Can you say that? Visually, yes. I think Glenn when we initially started designing the character, we knew we wanted her to be curvy um, and we sort of knew how we wanted her to look, like to be really visually appealing. And Rosemary was sitting in front of me, so that was pretty easy to draw. <laughs> I look, yeah, very much think, like her. Yeah, and yeah. I think we liked that um, the other two characters, their body shape would complement Glenn's body shape. Everything in the GMT world sort of works around Glenn, but personality wise, <laughs> I don't know if we can say <laughs> <laughs> <is awful>. we based <laughs> uh, someone. <laughs> we based Glenn off a lot of like dickhead men that we knew, I guess, but made uh -huh. it <laughs> but um made her a little bit more lovable. Or like just the ego. The ego behind Glenn is all based on dickhead men, I think. Uh -huh. Would you say so? Body. Yeah, I think just put into the body of this. Um, yep. that yeah, woman that's not really allowed to act like that. We just thought that tension would be hilarious. Mm -hmm. Now, the short is, I would say, on the vulgar side. And is that something that was your experience with social media or just kind of your personalities or what kind of made you go that way? Yeah, I think um, we, there's like, yeah, there's no limits, I guess, to what people will share on social media. And so, we even we overshare way too much now and especially like being together all the time we find that we're discussing by ourselves and it's like slowly creeping out to every really <laughs> every other relationship even if it's online um yeah and so yeah the vulgarity follows us everywhere it seems yeah I think yeah I don't think we overshare on social media as much but I think we also um fell into a trap of listening to these like unqualified advice podcasts and seeing people on social media who were sharing the kinds of things that we would share together on uh -huh. social media. And that was interesting for us as yeah. well. Like it, And sort of addictive. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean, the compulsion that as soon as something happens in your life, you've got to share it because otherwise, I don't know, it just, it's just hard. I, oh, <laughs> I uh, one time was uh, actually trying to get help with my sleep and my uh, doctor told me to not have my phone for an entire weekend. And it was like, I had an immediate like strong reaction to him even saying that. I was, <laughs> I was surprised myself. I was like, what? I can't believe I reacted that way, but I did. Because it's just exactly. such a part of your life, like a weekend, a whole weekend. Are you insane? <laughs> what if and I die? <laughs> I think there's a lot of a feeling of like um, intimacy with social media. Like even if you're just in your bed by yourself and you have someone online telling you this really intimate, disgusting story. Yeah. If you can't look away, it feels really, um, yeah, really compelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so what made you pick the color palette that you did? It's very like purple, black and white kind of a uh, color palette. Um, yeah, we struggled a lot with, with color palette. Uh, we were going to do it in full color originally, just, yeah, how you would any animation really. Um, and then we found, cause we originally started making comics about this, that it was, had a really raw illustrative style already to it that, we wanted to strip it back and not lose that so much. And we found that the monochromatic palette really helped um, liven that and just had that, um, yeah, not lose too much of it, but still make it pop and, yeah. Yeah, as Rosemary said, it was definitely, it, it was probably the thing that took the most time to settle on. Um, I think it, it might have actually been one of the biggest challenges of the animation was coming up with a color palette. We did test a lot, as Rosemary said. Um, I think it also probably works in our favor, not just because of, uh, not just because it retains that illustrative style that we were going for, but also I think it guides the audience's eye quite well. And I think that was something that we were also struggling with because of how chaotic the animation is um, and how, I mean, most things are on a boil it's done frame by frame. It looks quite hand-drawn. So sometimes it's hard to know where to look. I think it def- I think the color palette definitely helps with that and aids, uh, aids in where to look. And I also think we, we really wanted to keep it looking new and unlike other animations that we were seeing. And we thought that, that those colors were quite appealing. Um, uh-huh and sort of gave a tasty, uh, sensual feel to the world and almost heightens that vulgarity. So I think it was, it was important. I'm happy we spent so much time thinking about it, yeah. even though we only came out with, you know, maybe three or four colors that we actually use. And who did you get to do the voices? Oh, yeah. Um, the, we, the three. Yeah, so it was actually, we had a bit of a problem with, <laughs> the voice actors at one point well we had um a guy playing the main character at first and then it was like the day it came to re-recording because oh, we stuffed up sound for recording because we're simple animators and don't know how to do sound um <laughs> and so we had to re-record and the day we had to re-record our main voice actor couldn't come so we had a girl at our university who had the same vibe as glenn as a character and we were like do you want to do it and she was amazing. Like she ad lived on the day. She was completely Glenn. She became Glenn. She's yeah. Can we add in that 
Izzy was <laughs> doesn't have the same vibe as Glenn in terms of being awful. Very <laughs> 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 and, and curly and uh, excitable. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, <laughs> a lovely person. <laughs> um, <laughs> would not make a thrush pack on social media. <laughs> That's um, good. Good to yeah. hear. <laughs> And uh, favor, she just came in on the day. Yeah, and Nikki as well. um, We had problem, not problems casting, but we really wanted a specific voice for Nikki. Uh, We wanted something really nasal and drawn out. And Uh one of our teachers said she had met someone who spoke like that, uh, and she knew the perfect person. So we brought her in. She ended up working like 10 minutes around the corner from our university, which was perfect. And we brought her in and she started talking and we just said, oh, that's absolutely fine. Yep, we want you for Nikki. And she said, don't you want to do a voice test first? And we were like, oh, we might be like how you speak. You'll be good. <laughs> we thought you were already doing a voice test. <laughs> um, and Tammy, we also, we also really are. Uh, loved our Tammy voice actress she's a a friend of both of ours and uh we sort of knew that she had to play someone in the film like she can just put on a whole lot of voices and she ended up becoming Tammy and actually when we recorded the um our sound designer Jules said is she a voice actress he couldn't believe that she recreated her voice so so quickly yeah Um, because she oh, speaks cool. so yeah beautifully and clearly and yeah and she's really to the point with her or her voice just sounds like that so she's perfect to Tammy. Is your main goal in this short to just give people a laugh or are you hoping they'll walk away with like something deeper or more? I think it's both. I think the main aim is just for people to giggle. Um, I think that usually makes you think deeper anyway. I think sometimes uh, laughing. I think. A lot of the time in this short, at least, the audience is laughing at the characters and also at themselves. I think we've spoken to people afterwards that uh, that do relate to the characters and that do relate to that sort of absurd vanity and I guess also the pressures and contradictions of being a woman in today's day and age. Um, but, you know, if you just laugh, that's fine too. <laughs> you don't yeah. Have- deeply about it <laughs> that's really what we like about it like on face value you can just be like three dumb girls having a good time being silly and then other times you'd be like oh my god that's me I have to rethink everything no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's great well congratulations on getting into Sundance did you just freak out when you found out <laughs> yes <laughs> I had a manic call from Sarah um <laughs> I was at work and I had to like hold it in because we weren't allowed to tell anyone. And yeah, we were, we looked like we slept with coat hangers in our mouth for like that whole month because we were smiling every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huh. That's so true. That's we, we were smiling the whole time while we were at work and everyone was like, why are you in such a good mood? And they're like, oh, I don't know. It's just such a good day. And the sky's so blue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully, I know it's it's a, probably a bummer that it's virtual this year, but hopefully you still get to get some of that feedback and get involved, and and uh, hopefully it'll be a great experience for you. Yeah, we, we, thank you. We're, we're driven to get back in just so we can experience it, IRL. <laughs> yeah, 
that that would be fun. Uh, do you have any advice that you would give to other young animators hoping to get into Sundance someday? Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I don't know if I have for animators who want to get into Sundance. I think we're still in shock and honored <laughs> and um, a little confused. <laughs> you know, we're trying not to be. Um, but the animation standard at Sundance this year is crazy good. So I think we're still pinching ourselves. Um, but I would say for, I mean, this was our first film. And I would say if you're making your first film, um, a good piece of advice or something that I think really worked for us was to listen to as much feedback as possible and, um, yeah, not take it personally, but but really assess criticism as much as, as you can, because it's pretty hard um, to know how an or at least from our in our experience, I think it was pretty hard to know how an audience is reacting um, and how clear your story is uh, without without getting a lot of feedback. And um, I think a lot of the time we had all these stories in our heads that seemed really clear. And Rosemary and I had been writing stories about these girls for a while. So we really had to cut it down. And I think in that process of cutting it down, we sacrificed clarity a lot of the time. And if we had just uh, asked for feedback sooner, we probably would have, uh, we probably would have gotten over those hurdles sooner. And I also think all of the feedback that we got and all of the input that, our teachers gave us and friends gave us ended up making the film a lot stronger, but it definitely was painful when we received it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I think that's probably a good thing to keep in mind if it's your first film, at least. Yeah. Well, I'm sure yeah. even if it's your, your 15th, you still need to be able to have that feedback. Yeah. Um, no. Very good. Uh, what about you, Rosemary? Do you have anything that yeah. you would suggest? Um, yeah, it's probably an obvious thing, but yeah, just focus on character and dynamics and story for as long as you can before you like get too caught up in the rest of it because that's really what makes or what made the whole making of it fun of us because we really liked our story, we really liked our characters and we were committed to making it a perfect film because we thought that was solid. Great. Very good. Well, thank you. thank you so much for coming and talking with us and congratulations on your short and uh, do you have social media or anything like that you'd like to share sure yeah you can follow me on instagram on <laughs> at rosemary glenn and i'm at sir gross on instagram and you can go there for any gnt updates great we'll have that all in uh, the article so check that out and thanks so much to both of you for coming to talk with us thank, thank you. you and have a great time at the festival we Thanks. will. We will. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.